Welcome to today's audio podcast, a sermon teaching from Grace Bible Church of Akron. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of GBC and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at gbcakron.org. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at gbcakron.org. That's I-N-F-O at gbcakron.org. Also, if you would like to support Grace Bible Church, you may do so by visiting gbcakron.org forward slash giving. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome again to Grace Bible Church. Thank you for being in the room and braving the weather and thank you for joining us online. Uh, We're probably all just a little jealous that they're sitting at home. I had somebody, I met somebody last week that said they watch every week. They go to Honeymoon Grill, get breakfast and come back home and watch from home every week. So uh, we're very grateful to have our online guests and we're very grateful that you are here with us this morning. You know, we're talking about this idea of expanding God's kingdom. How is it that you and I can share the love of Christ with other people? And, you know, I I put this out uh, this past week and it got a few hits and comments. I'm not that great of an influencer online, but but this thing uh, got some drawback. And basically it is that this this idea that Jesus never told the whole world to come to church, but he did tell the whole church to go to the world. And sometimes we kind of forget that. We kind of forget that we have a mission. Uh, we, we, we highlight a lot our ministry to one another, that, that we serve one another, but, but God also has given us a mission. And that mission is that you and I are, are sent into the world to tell people about Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today and for the next couple of weeks while we're together, of this idea of how can we do this in, in a way that... Um, that pleases the Lord and expands God's kingdom. And the first thing I, I want to remind us of is that we have something to say. Listen, if you, if you know Jesus Christ, you have something to say about him. Uh, sometimes I think we forget that, or, or, or maybe we're not relevant or, or, or cognizant of, of what it is, but we have something to say. Paul said this about the church in Thessalonica. Look at what he wrote here. He said, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. Paul is simply saying that he was going places And when he got there, he was going to tell people about Jesus, but those from the church in Thessalonica had beat him to the punch. And he was like, you know what? I don't even have to share the faith because you're sharing the faith. And I just wonder if that could be said of Grace Bible Church. I wonder if that could be said of your life. Is it ringing out from you? I think for many of us, we struggle with this idea of the gospel ringing out of our life so that honestly, people 
you, you beat people to the bunch. In other words, someone goes to tell your coworker about Christ and they're like, oh, I've already heard about that from, from so-and-so because it's ringing out of our lives. Second Corinthians says it this way, because of Christ, we speak honestly before God. We speak like people God has sent. Do you see yourself that way? Do you see yourself when you're, when you're going to work or when you're going to school, when you're living life, when you're just doing the normal activities of life, do you see yourself as a sent person, a person on mission? That's what that, that word sent means. I've, I've been sent to this situation. I've been sent to these people. I've been sent to this workplace. I've been sent to this school. I'm, I'm on mission here. Many of us, we don't have that type of view about our life. Uh, we get bogged down in other things and we're, we're not thinking about why God has us where he has us and who he has us around. Last week, I put out a little survey. I, I appreciate, we had over 100 people respond to this survey. It was just a survey to, to, to our, our church family and people who are uh, connected with us online and through social media. And basically, I just asked the question, you know, what keeps you from sharing your faith? What, what is it that, and I, and I provided some common answers that, that I hear. And so uh, 33% of us at Grace Bible Church said that the reason we don't share our faith is because we think we're going to say the wrong thing. That's what a third of us said. Uh, uh, basically, uh, another third said, uh, I'm either, I I'm sorry, not a third, uh, another, um, probably about, <laughs> should have done a better math. You know, I used to be a math major. I don't know what happened. My, my statistics, I didn't write them down like I should, Jessica. She's laughing at me. So 33% said, I think I will say the wrong thing. 18% said, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say when I'm talking to somebody. That's almost 20%. Uh, 15% said, I feel unqualified. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm the right person to talk about Jesus. 14% said, I'm afraid. If you take all that and add it up, that's 80%. 80% of the people who responded to this, 80% of the people at Grace Bible Church who responded about talking about their faith said, I have some type of negative feeling about sharing my faith. I have some kind of negative feeling. Now, we, we, we did have about 16% of the people who said, I can talk about Jesus anywhere. Doesn't bother me. Good for you. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. That's awesome. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For many of us, it is like that. It is for, for many people who say, look, I, I believe in Jesus. I, I believe he has saved me. I don't think we're a, an uncommon snapshot. 80% might say, I have something. It's not that I don't ever do it, but, but every time I do it or every time I don't do it, it's because I'm feeling something negative. And I'm not sure I have something to say. And even if I do, I'm not gonna say it the right way. God's word speaks of an interesting thing. 
that happens to every person that places their faith in Christ. Look at this verse, 1 John 5, 10. It's just the first part of the verse. It's packed. It's, it's so packed we couldn't even look at the whole verse. Look at what it says. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in themselves. So, so what that is saying is that when you and I believe in Jesus Christ, if you're sitting here and you're saying, you know what, I believe in Jesus and I believe he forgave me of my sins. I believe he, he came, he died on the cross, he rose from the grave. I believe, I'm a believer. The Bible says that if that's you, that what happens is, is that the testimony of that is placed inside of us. And we have something to say. We have something to say. And what I want us to think about this morning is how we can say it. Because the Bible gives us some direction and how we can talk about Jesus in our everyday life. And it's not awkward, it's not, it's not weird, it's not like we're trying to force something into a conversation. The Bible makes it clear that if we're saved, his testimony is inside of us and, and we have something to say. We just gotta let it out and, and let people hear what Jesus means to us and what he, what he has taught us. And so I want us for the next few moments to think about uh, four stories that we have to share. And, and I, I think the best way to talk about others when we're talking to others about Jesus is to approach it as I'm sharing a story, my story. Not somebody else's story, not a story I heard about, not, not what my preacher said, not what, not what my grandmother said, or no, it's my story, it's my walk, it's what I've learned in my relationship with the Lord. And I think all of us have four stories. The first one is the story of your testimony. So our testimony uh, is the story of how Christ has made a difference in your life. That's what that word means, testimony. It's, it's your story for how Christ has made a difference in your life. And if you, if you, if, if you and I, if we don't have that story, maybe he hasn't made a difference. And that's a, that's a whole other thing to talk about. But our testimony is nothing more than our story. First Peter uh, 2, 9, it says, you were chosen to tell about the wonderful acts of God who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's true of every person who receives Christ as their savior. You were chosen to do this. I know some people say, that's not my gift. You don't have to be gifted to do this. You were chosen to do it. You are chosen to do it. Jesus said it this way in Acts 1.8, you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. Notice, that's a very interesting word. He did not say you would be his attorney. He did not say you would be his arguer or his debater or his undercover agent or his silent supporter. He didn't say we would be his scholars. He said you will be my witnesses. My witnesses. 
He wants us to share our stories. And let me tell you why this is so important. Because your story and your walk with Jesus is unique to you. And if you don't tell your story, it dies with you. I can't tell your story. Only you can tell others about the difference Christ has made with you. And it's your unique story. And if you don't share it, it simply dies. There's no one else to tell the story. He didn't call us to do anything except to share with others. This is what Jesus means to me. This is the difference that he's made in my life. A personal testimony from you is way more powerful than a sermon from me. You want to know why? Because I get paid to do this. You don't get paid to talk about Jesus. You see, I'm, I'm considered the public sees pastors as professional salesmen, right? This is what I'm supposed to do. But when you go out and talk about Jesus, you're a satisfied customer. You are Jesus's Google review. No one gets paid to put Google reviews out, right? I mean, you just put that out there because you had an experience. You went into a store, you met a salesman, you, you encountered a product, and you, you liked it so much or you hated it so much that you go out on, geek, on Google and you tell others about it for free. Nobody asked you to do that. You are Jesus's Google review. And people read it. They hear you. And so when you and I share our testimony, we're sharing something that no one else can share. Listen, people can debate facts, they can debate principles, but they can't debate your story. They can't debate, why. how can someone look at you and say, that didn't happen to you? They, they're not in your shoes. And you're the only one that can tell them that story. 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks you about the hope you have. Be ready to give the reason for it, but do it gently and with respect. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But you know what? The greatest way to be ready to, to share your story is to make sure you write down the answers to your story. How, how did your story happen? I'm gonna give you four questions that you need to answer, that you need to know the answer to, okay? I, I, I'm not gonna spend any time on them because I can't answer these questions for you, but you need to answer these questions. The first one is, is what did your life feel like before Christ? What did your life feel like before Christ? Not what did you do before Christ? What did your life feel like before Christ? Then you want to answer this question. How did you come to realize you needed Christ? How did that happen? How did that unfold in your life? Third question, how did I commit my life to Christ? How did that happen for you? How did you commit your life? That's an important question because you know what? There's a lot of people who believe in Jesus who have never committed their life to Christ. And if you haven't committed your life to Christ, 
you may not have much of a testimony to share. And then the last question is, how does my life feel like now that I know Christ? What does your life feel like now? Now that you know him, what does it feel like? Not what you're doing, okay? Nobody cares what we do. Everybody cares about how we feel. What does your life feel like? And you write down the answers to those questions, and then, you sh- then you're ready. You're ready to share your testimony of how Jesus has made a difference in your life. And when you and I do this, we are entering into expanding. We are fulfilling our mission of being sent. But that's just one story. That's just one story we have to share. We have another story, and it's the story of the life lessons with Christ. In other words, share what you have learned from Christ in your life. What has Christ taught you? What what experiences have you been through with him? What life lessons, what problems have you dealt with Christ? What temptations have you overcome with Christ? What relationships have gotten healthier and better or you walked away from because of Christ? What about parenting? I mean, are any of you out there, did Jesus help you as a parent? If he did, somebody wants to know about that because parenting's hard. So share that story. Share it with other people. What about your finances? What has Jesus taught you? Share those stories. Those are the things that we can talk about. David said it this way in Psalms 119. Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. When we start doing what the Lord has taught us, we have a story to share. You don't believe that, do you? There's not many believing eyes in here. If you and I are doing what the Lord has taught us, we have a story to share. If we're not doing it, we don't have a story. We have stories of other people and what happened to them when they did it, but that's not very powerful. What's powerful is your story of when you followed Jesus. And what happened? Here's the challenge. Many of us, uh, we don't learn a lot about God and his ways when life is happening. We have a hard time learning from him. The Bible talks about this in Psalms 106. It says here that again and again, he rescued them. He's talking about the Israelites. If you go back and you read the Old Testament, it's a, it's a story of God trying to work with a nation. And this nation was stubborn. And that's what he's talking about. He says again and again, he rescued them, but they chose to rebel against him. What does it happen when we rebel against God? It means they refused to learn and they were finally destroyed by their sin. And here's the thing. Many of us know people like that. Or we may be looking at the mirror with someone like that where God has rescued us again and again, but we refused to learn. And ultimately, it is our sins that become our downfall. It's wise to learn from our own mistakes, right? But it's even more wise to learn from somebody else's mistakes. And so that's why we need to share 
our stories. Let's give somebody an opportunity to be wise by sharing what we've learned in our walk with the Lord. Proverbs 25 says, a wise warning to someone who will listen is as valuable as fine gold. Would you rather have a wise warning or fine gold this morning? That speaks a lot about us. That speaks a lot about us. Life is not long enough for all of us to learn everything. So we have to learn from one another. And, and to learn from one another means that you and I must be willing to share with other people what we've learned. Share some of the lessons that you've had. What is, listen, what has Christ taught you from failure? Share that with somebody. What has he, what has he taught you from a lack of money? What has he, what has he taught you from pain or sorrow or the depression that you deal with? What has he taught you about waiting or, or illness or disappointments? Share those stories. We have something to say. The third story that we have is that your story includes your godly passions. It includes your godly passions. People talk all the time about their passions. A lot of people talking about Ohio State this morning. Football. Everybody talks about their passions. Some people talk about their latest Netflix binge. Some people talk about their goals and their careers and their families. People love to talk about what they're passionate about. But here's what happens. When you and I fall in love with Jesus and we start getting closer to the Lord, we begin to take on a passion that he's passionate about. And that becomes a godly passion in our life. We all have our own passions, but as we walk with God, we pick up godly passions. And our godly passions are things that we can begin to share with other people. He gives us that passion so that that cause that he cares about can be known in the world through you or through me. The IWC. The only reason anyone in this room knows about the International Welcome Center is because it was a godly passion that was placed on my heart. It's the only reason. And you know what? God has godly passions for you to share with others too. It's part of our story. The problem, again, the challenge for us is that we kind of like to talk about our passions. But the closer we get to the Lord our passions will begin to align with his. And that becomes part of our story. Jeremiah 29, he says, Jeremiah was talking about the Lord had given him a passion. He says, but if I say, I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name. His word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Our godly passions become something that we begin to share 
with other people. David talked about this in Psalm 69. He says, passion for your house has consumed me and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. This is how you know when you're sharing a godly passion, you will have people disagree with you. And, and it, it, again, in today's world, a disagreement means I must destroy you. But we can't, we can't respond that way. But that's part of it. I can tell you in talking to people about the International Welcome Center, both in the church and outside the church, I've had people look at me and say, I don't want anything to do with that. In the church and outside of the church. That's part of the territory of having a godly passion. That should not cause us to be quiet. It should be an indication, hey, you're on the right path. If everyone likes everything you say, you're not talking about God. If everybody likes you, everybody loves you, everybody wants to be around you, everybody, if that's what you're aiming for, you're not talking. You're not sharing your story of what you've learned from Jesus. We don't do it to make people angry. It's just a natural consequence. If you're doing it to make people angry, that's another sermon. That's the wrong reason to do it. Okay? It's part of our story. It's part of what we have to share. God gives us all different passions. Listen to me carefully. God gives us all different passions. So don't put down someone's godly passion. Don't put down their passion. If it's a godly passion, learn, listen and learn. Shut up and listen. At least hear what they're saying because they're sharing a godly passion with you. Learn from them. The fourth thing that you and I have to share, the story that we have to share is your story includes communicating the good news. So what is the good news? The good news, the Bible tells us in Romans, the good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. The good news is, is the faith that, that we know about in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians says it this way, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. The good news is that someone places their faith in Christ and their life is radically changed. That is good news for me and two other people in the room apparently. That is good news. And if it's not our hope, we don't have anything to share. To share the good news, we must have a healthy respect for God. Look at what 2 Corinthians also says, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Is that true of you? Are you working hard to persuade others with your story? Not with your facts, 
Not with your, your braggadocious things that we can sometimes share. Not, not necessarily trying to share our religion. Not necessarily trying to, to share our religious practices. What has Jesus done in your life? Share that. What have you learned from him? Share that. What has he made you passionate about? Share that. And along the way, share the good news of what happens when someone gives their life to Christ. We have something to say. We just have to say it.